Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you please remove yourself from my person? Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me, just finishing unwrapping a hand thrown after dinner mint, is William Hansen. Yes, hello, Jonathan and I are here because, as you know, we absolutely love Hyacinth Bouquet and her world in Keeping Up Appearances and we want you to enjoy the sitcom as much as we do. In each episode of this luxury podcast, William and I take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances delving deep into the world of the bouquets. And today is the sixth episode of the fourth series. Do take us through the synopsis, please, William. Richard's initial fears about the size of the place that Hyacinth has found in the country have been eliminated because, to his immense relief, their flat is only a very small part of the mansion. The sale has gone ahead and they are in the process of moving in and realising just how minute the place is. Hyacinth's first priority is her desire to meet up with the country set. They've invited Elizabeth and Emmett down to see the place, and in the meantime, Hyacinth has decided that she and Richard should be seen by her neighbours to be dressed as if they are going riding, although they have no intention of doing so. However, not only does she find herself obliged to ride a horse, but the Onslow clan turn up out of the blue and let the side down, as if they didn't have enough problems with Emmett getting his head stuck through the sloping ceiling. <laughs> This is fantastic. It's a good episode. It's such a good episode. It's such a physical episode. Yes. And you know I love the physical comedy. You do, yeah. I love the physical. Well, we all do, I think. Yes. But where where I think you appreciate more of the lines, I like True. the physicality. Yes. Yeah. And the, I like the music as well. You when she's you do like the music. Um, Hyacinth and Richard are at their new place in the country. Yeah. Um, and they're waiting for a delivery of some new furniture. And Hyacinth has made Richard go downstairs to wait for the delivery. Yes, and she she's very quick to point out that although they don't own the entire place, it's very low middle class to go into details. So all people need to know is that they're part owners of a mansion. Yes. Um, Hyacinth can't understand why they've come down so early. And Richard says, well, you told me to come down. She says, don't make it sound like I order you about, dear. And uh, that's it. It's a very nice. It looks like a nice place to wait. If it looks like a nice day out out at the front of the the property. But actually, it, it made me think: if this were now, if this was set in the here and now, you wouldn't have this problem because you'd get a little time slot text to you, wouldn't you? You might be able to track your driver. Very true. That said, you'd probably still make him go out and wait. Back in the day, you had to either look out the window 
Or if you were a part owner of a mansion, mm-hmm. you went downstairs to wait. Down a series of stairs. Yes. Speaking of which, Hyacinth suggests they go back up to the apartment and then we have the stair scene. Yes, which is a lovely stair scene. Each stair gets less and less grand. I mean, they're all still quite nice staircases. Um, the first staircase was actually not in either... Was it Honington Hall or Hoddington Hall, where the gates were? Not in uh, Parham. Parham Hall, but but it was in um, the hotel, the, the location hotel. Oh, was it? Yeah, because it wasn't grand enough anywhere else. Well, they, they go up and up and up, and then I like the moment where Richard growing very weary and very irritable <laughs> at all these stairs. He, at the bottom of the staircase, shouting up to Hyacinth, says, We're like bats! <laughs> right in the roof of this house. Um, it, it reminds me, because um, there's discussion about Richard thinks, well, why can't they put in a lift? Which, in this day and age, they'd have to if they converted that into flats True. Um, because of accessibility. And obviously, how can you spoil the integrity of a building like this with a lift growing up i have i had well i still do but they don't live over there anymore i had uh, an aunt and uncle and cousin that lived in various parts of america and they latterly lived in franklin tennessee which is a very desperate housewives-esque environment in fact it looked exactly like wisteria lane and their houses obviously being so cheap to build over in america was was so large i would go around age 15 telling them when I discovered this that, uh, a little bit like Violet, my family had uh, a bonus room barbecue and room for a lift, (laughs) which was true because there was room for a lift. They didn't choose to have the lift put in, but there was the lift shaft that they could have had put in, but they they decided that was ridiculous. Well, there's no lift shaft for Hyacinth and Richards. They have to mount all of the stairs. And again, the physicality of how they... Well, well, Richard copies Hyacinth, but it's the strut up the first... Yes. staircase and then they're grabbing the banisters it's lovely do stop fussing richard onslow and daisy we are transported mm. to their property and they're discussing how uh daisy got spaghetti stuck in her earring <laughs> which I, is perhaps why onslow has not taken his wife to restaurants recently i have to be honest i hate spaghetti do you spaghetti really gets on my nerves and in fact, you know I was mentioning in our previous episode that mm. one day I might become Prime Minister. Should I become Prime Minister, not only will I introduce mandatory tasering, but I will also ban spaghetti. Oh. When I have a carbonara, I love a carbonara. Yes. I have it with penne. Mm. Mm. Call me old-fashioned, but I do. <laughs> well, I'm told that that's actually better because you need a ridged uh, pasta, ridged for your pleasure. You need a ridged pasta for the sauce to stick to. If you have a ragu, like a bolognese, Ooh. you can have a spaghetti because that's fine. But for a creamier sauce, like a carbonara, you actually need a ridge pasta for it to sort of get inside the ridges. Well, anything other than spaghetti, because spaghetti is so, so irritating. Where do you stand on linguine? No, it's same. Mm. I'm not a fan of linguine either. Tagliatelle? No, I don't want a tagliatelle. I'd get it stuck in more than my earring, I tell you. <laughs> do you like restaurants in general, though? I do. I love a restaurant. What's your dream restaurant? My dream restaurant? Um, What what cuisine? Steak. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Oh. Well, I mean, it's not very... No, I like... It is very luxury. If you go to... There are some very nice steak restaurants in London. If I was going to spend money on a meal out, Mm -hmm. I would like to have a beautiful piece of steak and a lovely bottle of Argentinian Malbec. Onion rings? No, oh. I'm not going to the beef eater. I'll talk about something exclusive. 
Tablecloth or exposed wood? Tablecloth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Nice. Mine's an Italian, thanks for asking. <laughs> really? You'd go to an Italian yes. for a posh meal? Well, it doesn't have to be posh. Oh. Yeah. That's your ultimate, is it? Italian? I think that's my death row meal, I think. What? My death row meal yes. would be lamb, lamb tea, tea, pilau, pilau rice and, and a, a sagaloo. <laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> Have I I mentioned that before, then? (laughs) Once or twice. Well, also, every time we've had an Indian takeaway, that's it, I have the same thing and you have the same thing. Yeah. Which is why, let's talk about it now. We have turned up today wearing exactly the same outfit. Yes, we're like twins. We're like Siamese twins. I did think people looked very strangely to us as we walked up from the train station. Yes, were people looking at us? I think they thought, oh, I've seen double. They've teamed their outfit. (laughs) Clearly. But we didn't, we didn't confer. No, no, we didn't. This and we should just say, for those that are wondering what we're wearing, it's, oh. it's a peep-toe slingback. Cream action slacks. Yes. Um, I've got, well, you're wearing, you're wearing a kind of rather unusual brown shoe, aren't you? What is that? Uh, this is a Joseph Cheney trainer. It's, I was going to say, it's like... Oh, a, no, it's not, actually. It's a Russell and Bromley. I do have Joseph Cheney trainers. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a... It's, it's a leather... It's a brown trainer. Yes, brown leather trainer. Wow. Some more luxury trainer, I think. I've got a brown classic. In fact, these are Chini as well. Huh? Uh, these are suede brogues. Yes. Very Ken Clark. <laughs> who's a former Chancellor of the Exchequer in the United Kingdom, always wore brown suede brogues. Hush puppies, weren't they? Uh, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. These aren't hush puppies. No. Um, anyway, cream action slacks and a very smart navy top. Yes. Which is lovely. We look very good. Oh, we look gorgeous. Yes. Anyway, where were we? Uh, well, we're back at Onslow and Daisies. Rose has decided to give up men again. Three episodes ago, three episodes ago, we had exactly the same thing. But to be fair, even Daisy and Onslow know it's repetitive because there's that nice line, that's the third time this week and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it look cosy? Hyacinth and Richard are in their new minute bedroom. The, the furniture's been delivered now. Yes. And we've gone from a pink bedroom in the town to a yellow bedroom with a very odd frieze around the wall. I had a frieze around my bedroom wall growing up. Me too. And yeah, I think it was very much off the, well, 90s for me and the mm-hmm. 60, what was it? The... <laughs> the... Did yours come? I remember mine mm. came in a roll and it yes. was just sticky. You just stuck it on the wall. I, can't, I didn't get involved in the decorating. Did you not? No. Yeah, it's it kind of already sticky. Oh, I'll find out. You didn't have out. to use wallpaper paste or anything on it. just stuck to the wall. Oh. Yeah, mine had animals. Oh, how lovely. Yes. Uh, anyway, they're in the new bedroom and they're talking about how Hyacinth wants to start mixing with the country set and they'll go off and you know, start getting involved in country pursuits. Fishing, shooting, hunting. Yes, that's right. Have you ever gone fishing, shooting or hunting? Um, I've done clay pigeon shooting. Have you? Are you yes. good at that? I love clay pigeon Absolutely shooting. Absolutely terrible. Oh, are you? Yeah, I think I hit one in an hour. Oh, I was quite good. Really? Yes, I was oh. like a trained hit man. God, Honestly, if yeah. you ever do get that taser. Pretty good. The only thing is, I have a, um, a slightly odd dominant eye, so I have to wear a patch like Gabrielle. <laughs> Or Madonna. <laughs> or Madonna. It's true, I have to wear a patch if I go shooting. Gosh, I didn't know that was even a thing. Yes. 
That's probably where you went wrong. Did, did you not work out which was your dominant eye? How do you work out which is your dominant eye? Well, one of your eyes is accurate and the other one is not. So if you're closing the wrong eye and looking through, we're both now, if you close the wrong eye and look down the eye that's not accurate, that's why you'd keep missing. So normally, so if I'm holding the gun, I'm right-handed. Yes. So I'm holding my gun like this and I would close my left eye and look down the barrel of the gun with my right eye. Mm. Big mistake. <laughs> my right eye is not accurate. Oh. So I have to close my right eye. Or wear a patch. And look down the left eye, down the barrel. But it's very hard to do that. So subsequently, <sighs> I wear a patch like Gabrielle. Well, marvellous. Anyway, maybe we should go clay pigeon shooting. Yes. Let's take the vicar clay pigeon shooting. Excellent. Richard. Yeah. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Richard. <laughs> um, I like that they're doing a little rehearsal for the for the for the bedroom when we, we see it, and obviously they're banging their heads. Um, Mikey, you noticed this the other. I think I pointed it out to you. Did you notice when we did a little tour of our new bedroom uh, that Mikey's got special pillows now? Special. So pillows. we've talked about in an earlier episode of this podcast. We talked about the the machines yes. that exist. Oh yes. He now has a special pillow that's sort of hourglass shape goes in in the middle mm. that he has to strap to his leg one leg he then sleeps so when his legs are together because he's a side sleeper gosh it keeps his spine in line wow so he's strapped into this little pillow when he it's gets into bed terribly romantic setup in your bedroom <laughs> isn't it you've got the equivalent of a, an icu machine on in the background and mikey's strapped all kinds of pillow equipment it's lovely. Yes, sounds lovely. Um, we then cut to Onso's bedroom at night, which is, a, I don't think we actually have normally see that bedroom at night, but there we go, we see it in this scene. Coco is being brought in by his wife, Daisy, for Onslow. Onslow is asleep. The mugs are truly horrid. I mean, I don't like a mug, as we know, but these have sort of animals growing out of them. <laughs> they look like they would be... Filthy, of course, because they're in Daisy's kitchen. Of course. Really awful. And this was a scene, apparently, that was written by Harold Snow. It was a completely new scene. Roy Clark did not write this scene. Right. Hyacinth and Richard are also in bed. Um, Richard can't sleep. He's claustrophobic. Yes. This place is too small. It's not small. It's old world bijou. He suggests that maybe the answer to his insomnia, because of his... uh, uh, his claustrophobia, is to go and make a cup of tea. I like how Hyacinth is so optimistic. Yes. We have it later when she thinks, well, of course, of course I can ride, the clothes fit. But again, everything is putting this positive spin. I think I think she's, in another life, she could be like a, you know, a, you know, what a spiritual leader. Yeah, well, that's true. But she's really just excited because of the prospect of a midnight snack. Yes. An impromptu midnight snack. Do you, do you eat in the middle of the night? If no, you're, no. no, not really, no. Sometimes when coming back from a good old sesh of boozing, yeah. you know, a couple of slices of toast before bed is necessary. But not in bed. See last week's episode. And definitely not in bed. Well, I'm going to make some old world bijou tea. Oh, why not, dear? An impromptu midnight snack. We then have a rather hilarious making the tea scene, don't we? It's a great scene. This is an amazing scene where 
Hyacinth and Richard, because the kitchen is also so small, they, at one point, they get jammed together. They get stuck together like a couple of foxes. And Hyacinth comes out with the line, I don't like this level of intimacy, dear. Would you please remove yourself from my person? Look, I do believe that you're expanding deliberately. <laughs> um, and obviously Richard has made some, some rather rude comments about, well, rude to Hyacinth, about her compact kitchenette and the, the laminated surfaces. Talking of kitchen surfaces, as a hostess gift... Ah, Now, you know on this podcast, on the Luxury Podcast, that we enjoy a cleaning product. In particular, Jonathan. I love a Spanish cleaning product. I'm into my Spanish cleaning products. And Jonathan, as a hostess gift, as well as some very nice wine and some chocolates. Those, in particular, those salted caramel truffles. Gone. Delicious. Um, you brought a very, what I call, high-vis yellow. Yes, of le- nuclear looking yellow, yes. isn't it? Truly, really? um, it, what was the brand? Uh, Las Tres Brujas, which is the Three Witches. <laughs> yes, and it's a you wouldn't know unless you speak Spanish, you wouldn't have a clue what it does, but you spray it on very good for granite and marble, granite and marble cleaner. Yes, yeah. and I, I also gave you a <gasps> very expensive oh, it was very expensive. Oh, how much are you talking? Ex- well. For a cloth, it was expensive. Okay. An executive Spanish cloth, which is absolutely beautiful with granite, silestone and quartz tops. <laughs> Are you loving it? Loving it. Mm, it's nice, yeah. isn't it? And apparently it's good on glass, you said as well. The cloth is, yes. yes. Yeah, not the Yeah, the cleaner, that, that particular cleaner is purely for your, your marble and your granite. Mm. Um, it won't do glass any harm. It's all no. pH neutral. Mm. But, um, but no, the cloth is absolutely beautiful on stainless steel and glass. And no you, streaks. you have to drive all the way to Essex, don't you, to go and get your... I do tend to... Well, I don't drive to Essex every time. I have it shipped to my house. Right. But I have gone to Essex. Is there an online store? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have driven there to have a sniff test. <laughs> because... Well, you, you don't necessarily know what they're going to smell like, do you? No, you don't. And they have to smell like Spain. Exactly. For you. And does your does your luxury apartment now smell of Spain? Oh, it does. I stick my nose on the worktops. That it, sounds wrong. I've just heard it as I said it, but that's what I do. It's right. lovely. Good. Well, I'm pleased you like it. Yeah. I knew you would. Thank you very I mean, much. And I know you're very into your natural cleaning products that yes. probably don't work. So <laughs> I wasn't sure whether you would want that one. I mean, I think you'll find. <laughs> my bathroom is often commented upon <laughs> as to how clean it is. So that it's working okay. Yes. Anyway. Oh no, you didn't notice anything, did you? What about the bathroom? Oh, look at you! You're suddenly, suddenly becoming Mister no, Insecure. No, because I've always oh. said yours is the only house that we ever go to right. where we feel like we live in Daisy and Onslow's. Right. Do you think I noticed anything? Well, I didn't clean it. <laughs> that was left. To... <laughs> can you throwing Mikey under the bus? <laughs> Honestly, you'll be pleased. No, I didn't notice anything. It looked spotlessly, beautifully clean. And if you did, it was probably one of the other guests messed it up anyway. So that's fine. <laughs> probably no. It's always spotlessly clean. Yeah. Very nice. When they do manage to remove themselves from their person, the milk that Richard or Hyacinth has gone to collect, Hyacinth flies everywhere. Mm. That would make a bit of a pong. Oh, it would. It'd be dreadful. Get everywhere. Yeah. If you don't clean it up promptly. Yeah. There is a nice moment. It's the following morning mm. and the postman is delivering Hyacinth and Richard's letters and there's a nice bit of banter between him and the milkman who's delivering to Elizabeth's house next door because they're, they're celebrating in the fact that Hyacinth and Richard are not there. Yes, 
It's the, the milkman's only appearance in series four, for those that love a stat. Lovely. Emmett appears. He joins in with the general sense of revelry. The birds are singing. Yeah. Thank God only the birds are singing. We've discussed, haven't we, before, neighbours that we haven't got on with. Mm. Neighbours that we hate. Yes. Have well, I told you the story about when I chased that man down the road? Let's recap it if you have. Oh, that name. Because I had a neighbour. Not where you live now. No, no, no. My neighbours now are very nice. No, this was where I lived before in my block of flats. And there was a horrible man. I was always very pleased when he'd gone away, mm. I tell you. And one day, he... I won't go into too much detail, but he genuinely... Have you ever had the red mist come over you, William? <laughs> have you ever had the red mist? I mean, you're quite no. a calm person. Placid, placid to a fault. I had the red mist come over me to the extent that I chased him down the road in my socked feet and I wanted to punch him in the face. What had he done? He rang on my buzzer and shouted through my luxury <gasps> intercom. But, yeah, but what was the trigger for that? His tenants, because he'd by this point moved out of his flat, yeah. and he was renting it, his tenants had hung their washing on the balcony. <laughs> and we didn't allow washing on the balcony because it looks common. Mm. So I very politely rang on their doorbell and explained to them that we don't allow washing on the balcony, so could they please hang it at the back of the building? Yeah. And it would appear they contacted him and complained that I had told them they shouldn't hang their washing. So he came round to give me a piece of my mind, piece Gosh. of his mind. So I tried to get to him. Thankfully, I'd accidentally chub-locked myself in my apartment. So I had to then go and find the key before I could get out, by which point he was almost at his car... <laughs> So I then chased him down the road like, it was like a Benny Hill scene. <laughs> I had no shoes on. And I'm very, very, very pleased that he got away. Because had I caught up with him, I'm not sure that I'd be here now, William. Oh. Oh, was he bigger than you? No. I think I might be behind bars. <laughs> oh, I see. I think I might have done a daddy. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, so I can understand fully that sense of being delighted that a neighbour's not there. Yeah. I have experienced that feeling of joy. I don't think Emmett's quite at the violent stage yet. <laughs> but I don't, well, you'd never say <laughs> never, no, exactly. actually. Yeah. Um, we, go back to, uh, we go back to Marston Hall. There's a lot of banging heads in this episode. That's funny, though. Yeah, oh, it's, it must have been a painful episode for everyone to do. I love a banging head. And that you're quite right, there are some lovely moments where it happens. And I'm, I'm assuming it was somebody on a drum, because it sounds like a, a bang of a big bass drum, doesn't it, when they hit their head? Oh, it does, actually. Mm. Yeah, maybe it was a sound effect put, put in. I think so, but yeah. I love it. Elizabeth! Hyacinth here, dear. Hyacinth is inviting Elizabeth over for tea and cucumber sandwiches. I'm calling her from the mansion, <laughs> she says. She wants Liz to come over and see her new diminutive her new diminutive furniture with the genuine antique appearance. And she's very keen that Elizabeth should bring Emmett mm. and tell him to dress the part. Wear something tweedy. Because Richard looks quite the squire already, at which <laughs> point, because this house is so small, this apartment is so small, Richard comes walking past like the hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> leaning as he walks past, because he can't actually stand up straight anywhere. Now, cucumber sandwiches, obviously... I mean, do you like a cucumber sandwich? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. They're quite bland in the grand scheme of things. They cu are. Cucumbers just water. They're summer refreshing, aren't they? They are summer refreshing. And in the Victorian era, they, that's when cucumber sandwiches became a thing. Because, as you may know, cucumber at the time was the caviar of its day in England. 
because it was so expensive to grow because you had to have a cold frame that produced the really moist conditions to grow the cucumbers. And so if you had special cold frames, you needed gardeners to tend them, which meant you had to have money in order to grow them. So if you were serving cucumber in any form, it was a way of saying, look how much money I have, which is a bit common in itself. Um, but that was why cucumber sandwiches, and of course white bread as well, was incredibly sophisticated because it needed more um, processing. Uh, so white bread and cucumber sandwiches, very, very posh, whereas now we get cucumbers at Tesco and it's sort of less less exciting. But there's the history of the cucumber sandwich. Well, do you know what? I didn't know that. And that's a nice little story. Oh, I'd better get that. Probably my sister Violet. We'll be back after this cucumber sandwich. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back, G and Divas. We're talking about the G and Divas. Oh, sorry, wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, Bucketheads. Here we are in the Keeping Up Appearances Luxury Podcast Studio talking about the sixth episode of the fourth series. Please mind your head. Hyacinth has invited Elizabeth and Emmett to come and visit them at the mansion. Uh, Emmett arrives home and Liz has to break the news to him about Mm. the visit because Emmett's still, he's absolutely delirious that Hyacinth's not there. Uh, Richard and Hyacinth, we cross back to them and they are leaving the mansion dressed. This is the first sighting of their hilarious country attire. Yes. Richard actually looks, in the grand scheme of things, Fine. Quite nice, yeah. Bit overdressed, but fine. Country. Yeah. Country. Hyacinth, on the other hand, has stuck on her plus fours, mm. uh, which plus fours, plus, meaning plus four inches, there's extra space in them, um, particularly seen in golf. And I did. I wondered, this episode made me realise, I don't know why people wear plus fours in terms of, you know, what was the reason. It's just for ease of movement. 
Oh, is so it? It's the opposite of a skinny jean. Oh, I see. It's just so you have got, you know, you can move and swing. And it's for country pursuits like, well, g- well like golf to a certain extent or riding. Horse riding, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Hyacinth and Richard get into the rover. Mm. They're heading off to explore the country. Yes, and they have deliberately dressed in riding gear to give the appearance that they're riding. That's right. But don't worry, we're not really going riding. And you see, Hyacinth should have communicated that in advance to Richard. Yeah. Would have been better, because he's, poor thing, is is worried. Have you ever been horse riding? I think when I was sort of like six or seven. Right. And it was a pony, and it was in an enclosed space. How about you? Uh, I have, uh, yes, I've, I have been on a horse a couple of times. As an adult? Um, yes, I have been on a horse as an adult. I was... I don't really like it, no. to be honest. I don't. Uh, horses don't. Re- I, I don't have anything against horses. I like horses. You know, if I see a horse, I'll say hello to it, I'll stroke it. Mm. Um, but I don't really like being on the back of a horse. Um, and I many years ago, I had a friend at school who was into horse riding, and I went along with her one wow. Saturday to do some horse riding. And they gave me this horse that was called George. And George was quite fat, and all he wanted to do was eat the bushes. Right. So everybody else was kind of trotting along, and I was—I just spent most of this Saturday morning stuck in the bush, with George chomping away like Rick Waller. <laughs> I can't see you being a, a horseman. No, they smell as well. It's they all do. so smelly. Yeah. And the things that these people have to do to their horses—it's unnatural. Yes. And also, my brother always makes a valid point. Why? Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> what do you have to do to a horse? <laughs> Disgusting things. Oh. Yeah. Like cleaning. Is it evolving cleaning? Well, yes. I So I live in the country. Yes. And we have a variety of stables mm. in, in my village. And I've been down there and I've seen what some of the ladies have to do when it comes to cleaning their male horses. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. You Use your imagination. I've, yeah, I'm there. It's disgusting. Yeah. My brother always makes the valid point with horses. Horses belong in a field. So why the heck do they have to exercise them on the roads? Well, because... It... Trot them round the fields. Yeah, but very often you, you want to kind of take them places, don't you? And you have to go across roads in order yeah, but to they get don't, places. Because we used to live in... My parents used to live in the country. They've moved now, but they used to live in the country. And, and they, you could see them do the circuit round the lanes. Yeah, but uh, also, the thing I think the thing that's more frustrating is that a lot of people in the UK when they get a horse and they ride it with a fluorescent jacket on on the road and they go so slowly Mm. you know you never see them properly galloping along like Roy Rogers do you no you don't (laughs) we'll come back to him they're they're always trotting very very slowly yes you think what's the point I know. And also get in the field if you want to go that slowly. Gosh, you've got a big issue, haven't you, about yeah. horses well, on the road? It's because I've listened to my brother and he's like, I don't want to, if I want to go for a drive, I don't take it in the field, do oh. I? I quite often arrive home to find a huge steaming mound of manure outside my drive. Oh. Yes. Because they, um, yeah, they, they ride past my house all the time. Got yep. a great big dollop. I get it stuck in my car tyres. Oh. Do you clean it off? No. It's the country, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Just smell that fresh air. Um, anyway, as they're driving to sort of explore the local area, they bump into Liz and Emmett, who actually look very smart. They look a bit more sort of normal in they, terms of country. They've come to the country a bit early because it would appear Emmett can ride 
And so they want to do a little bit of riding before they go on to have this awful afternoon at Hyacinth and Richard's new property. Yeah, and Emmett realises there's an opportunity here to embarrass Hyacinth. Yeah, this is such a funny scene. They suggest that as they're clearly all going riding, um, they should go together. Yeah. So they head off to the stables where, of course, Hyacinth now, not having intended to ever get on the back of a horse, mm. she's now duty-bound to do so because she's dressed the part. Um, and the scene that occurs, the physically hilarious scene of Hyacinth getting on the horse, then Richard smacking the horse on the backside and the horse galloping off with Hyacinth on it. It's one of the best moments, I think, ever in Keeping in, Up yeah. Appearances. Yeah. This was filmed at the Warwick International School of Riding in Guy's Cliff in Warwick, if you want to go and visit. In fact, I've done a little Google and you can see that sort of the stables look the same, so that's nice, them sort of white stables. Um, they're obviously trying to get rid of Liz and Emmett because the Hyacinth realises she's about to become unstuck gloriously. Modesty requires a lady to mount alone. <laughs> Words to live by. And uh, Hyacinth then tries to talk to the horse and there's a lot of... Which is which is lovely, uh, and also when Emmett says, "Have you left the brake on?" and she goes to look for the brake, she break. checks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after a, a rather pathetic slap on the rump, uh, because not too hard, because she's not Roy Rogers, who was a country and western star. Yes, just had to check exactly. I sort of vaguely knew, but that's who he is. She delivers out of the side of her mouth. I'll try it a bit harder. <laughs> At which point he wallops the horse on the back and off she she takes off. He's <laughs> great. It's superb. Um, we cut back. Obviously, some time has passed. A little slow fade to the interior of Marston Hall. And Liz and Emmett um, clearly don't know what to say because it is so small yes. uh, of a place. Minute. What? Oh, it's really quite... Small. Enchanting. <laughs> make yourselves comfortable, but stay alert. What do you say when you go round to a friend's new house, for example? Yeah. And you don't really like it, or you don't like what they've done with the place, or maybe they've inherited it and it looks rubbish because they haven't done anything with it yet. What do you say? Um. Well, I think it would it would depend, really, wouldn't it? Because as you've just said, if if I went to a friend's property and they hadn't yet done it up. I would probably say it would be lovely when you've done it up. Mm. You know, I can see the potential here. It'd be nice when it's finished. Yes, yeah. at the moment. I mean, there's a lot of work to do here, but I can really see the potential. I would probably stress that. If they'd already done it up and I thought it was horrible, I think I would just keep my mouth shut. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'd say things like that. Oh, gosh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my advice to people would be to pick... Pick something, an architectural feature or a painting, and enthuse about that. Oh, look at that archway. Yes. Wow. What a handsome arch. What a, what a handsome arch. Yes. Yeah, something Which reminds me, uh, Christopher Biggins once told me his, uh, his favourite thing to say to people, or if, if he obviously he's gone to a lot of shows, and if the show's a bit rubbish or they were a bit rubbish in it, you go back to their dressing room afterwards and you don't quite know what to say. You apparently, everyone knows that if you say, oh, you were having so, it looked like you were having so much fun. Everyone knows that that means you hated it. But what Biggins will say is, you were on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Which I 
think is great. Yes, I was. Yes, yes. yes. You're quite right. Um, So they are horrified that it's so small. Again, there's more banging of heads. Liz bangs her head, doesn't she? Then people arrive, other guests arrive. Hyacinth goes to hide in the loo. Now, in the original script from Roy Clark, apparently Hyacinth, to hide from the guest, that little loo wasn't there, she would climb out of the window on the fifth floor onto a flat roof. And obviously Patricia Routledge and Harold Snowd went, no, there's no way. But supposedly Roy Clark had sort of thought, oh, we'll we'll have that same moment that we had in series one over the wall. But obviously that's quite easy to orchestrate, whereas out of a window onto a flat roof, I think not. Uh, So thus that very weird, tiny, tiny loo was created for Hyacinth to hide into. This is the cloakroom that she gets stuck in. Yes. She gets jammed in there. Uh, and that's really funny, that moment, isn't it? Where yeah. she's trying to shut the door. and <laughs> Her she... elbow's stuck. Exactly. Liz comes to find her in a state of panic because Emmett's had an accident. Um, it would appear that Elizabeth spilt lemonade on him. On him. Classic Elizabeth. <laughs> and he was so startled that he leapt up. And it later transpires, he stuck his head through the ceiling. And when we then see... The shot from within the ceiling yeah. of Emmett and his head. The gap's absolutely flipping massive. It is huge. And he could there's easily got his head out. Like there's okay, we've made it a bit bigger for for you know ease, but then there's like, come on. I mean, you're not even trying. Yes. There's a piece of wood sticking in Emmett's neck as well. I mean, there isn't, but yes, supposedly there is. So they've got to be very careful trying to extract him from the ceiling. Um, so Hyacinth is working on a rescue plan whilst more and more of the guests arrive. And then Daisy and Onslow and Co. Did you not think it's odd that she's invited? Why are they there? Absolutely. Why? There's no way Hyacinth would have invited Onslow, Daisy, Rose and Daddy with all of these other people. She spent series trying to make sure that they're not there and then she sort of... Yeah. And I don't know really why they're there because they could have... Created uh, the moment that we see at the end of the of the show, where everyone is jammed in the kitchen. Mm. They could have created that with just new people that she'd invited to come along. I don't know why they. Or don't invite the new people. Just invite on slow days in yeah, rows. Yeah, quite. It, it's certainly very odd. Um, Elizabeth is seen trying to cut Emmett out of the hole in the in the ceiling with a knife. <laughs> and then <laughs> screams. That sharp scream. Yeah. Something goes. You can always tell when a person's musical. (laughs) (laughs) And then they all get ushered into the kitchen. Everyone gets stuck and Elizabeth has to telephone the emergency services. The end. Again, another, after a really, really funny episode, another very weak ending. I I don't think. think it's as weak as the previous episode in terms of the ending. No. But it's maybe yeah. I'm being too harsh. But fun fact again from the book. Go on. So obviously we have the um, remove yourself. Please remove yourself from my person scene. Yeah. And they obviously got the the gap. And then when they were filming the uh, the ending with uh, Jeffrey Hughes and Judy Cornwall, they just have to make that gap a bit bigger for well, everyone to get stuck. Well, of course they would. Yeah. Of course they would. So there we go. Well, it's a great episode, and I love it. It's one of my faves. It's it's a good one. And again, this was one of the ones that was on one of the original VHS's videotapes. So it's one that I'm very familiar with, well, as, as indeed the next episode. The front of my DVD is of Hyacinth and yes. Richard in the Tweed. Yeah. 
So again, it's a reason I love it. Now, if you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can listen to William and me chatting through every episode of series one, two and three. We'll be back next week with the seventh episode of the fourth series, the final one. What can we expect from that? Well, we're going to the church hall where Hyacinth has made Richard an electrician. It's Let There Be Light. Now remember, we're always in need of your help to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our luxury podcast. So if you wouldn't mind inviting them, sitting them down somewhere that doesn't face the window and instructing them to listen, well, we'd be terribly grateful. Goodbye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast.